This is Moments with Mitch. Today's topic is being black and gay in America. Today, I've asked a very a very close friend of mine, Lawrence Mayfield, to come on the show and help give me insight on what it's like to be black and gay in America. Lawrence Mayfield is a young black gay man, and he will be giving us his perspective on this particular topic, as well with his experience as a young black gay man. I just want to first start by saying thank you, Law. Lawrence, for this teachable moment. Let's get right into it. How was it for you when you first came out publicly as gay? It wasn't easy. It was not easy. It was a lot of me having to accept that in this world, I'm looked at as different. One, for being black and two, for being gay. It's like you wake up every day and you have to make a choice whether you're going to let, you know, something you can't change dictate how you're going to live your life or are you going to take every day as it comes and just try to be the best person that you can be in the situations that you're given so from your was your family and your friends accepting i definitely started to come out to my friends before i started coming out to my family because it seemed like if my friends didn't accept me i would be able to run to my family but in the end it was more like coming out to my friends first and then my family and I just kind of started living my life as me and it just sprung after that. Okay. I'm so good glad to hear that. Being a black male, a black gay man, why do you think black people black men in our community find it so hard to be accepting of a black gay man? Like why do you think they had struggled channel like Okay, that's a good question. Because, you know, the stigma is out. I don't see what's the problem. Me, personally, coming from a straight man, you know, I have no problem with you. I accept you for who you are and let you fly and all that stuff. But I I don't get it with other black men. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, what the fuck? Let them be them. You know what I mean? I feel like the prejudice comes from the stigma that gay men are seen as less masculine or, you know, weaker or, you know, fragile. When that's not the case with everyone. Right. And... Some black men have been policed in such a way by the world and by our own community that makes them believe that, you know, black men have to be tough 100% of the time. Black men have to be masculine 100% of the time. And they just have no room in their minds to, you know, look past their own prejudices because they've been conditioned to think that way. And it's not their fault. It just seems like when when gay men are black, they just seem to... To see the world in a completely different way. Because you have to undo the prejudice of being black. And undo the prejudice of what they say about gay people. And having to accept that in yourself. And have other people accept you. So you never really know where you stand. Right. And so coming like on the straight male perspective. They see gay men as like fragile. Right. And weak. And they just don't. But that's really not the case. Because y'all... Y'all really strong, and to go through the things that I think y'all have endured, that shows strength in itself. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. So, I always ask you this question. <laughs> Why do you think they can't see me as a straight male and you as a gay black man as friends without anything going on at Be- all? Because a lot of men think that gay men are predatory, that, you know, we're always trying to get at the next available Yeah, guy. like... Mm-hmm. But when in reality, we're just like everybody else. You know, we have standards and we have boundaries that we know that we can set up with people that are close to us. So, 
some people think that gay men and straight men can't be friends because they'll always think that the straight man will be secretly uncomfortable yeah. with him or that the gay man will secretly be in love with the straight man. But that's not the case. That is a very, you know, prejudiced and biased way of thinking when in reality there are so many complex situations where you can't just generalize a whole group of people. You know? Okay. So what I feel as though is that they have to just really be comfortable. Like you tell me. You have to be comfortable in your sexuality. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to know in your mind you're a straight man and your friend is a gay man. Ain't nothing going on. Set them boundaries up. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But, like, for you, I don't have to really do that because you already know from the get-go what's the boundaries. And, you know, like, we just have that bond of, like, we bros and that's it. Mm -hmm. And I just, that stigma just aggravates the fuck out of me. Like, oh, I just don't understand. Okay. So, what disadvantages have you faced being a black gay man in America? A disadvantage is, you know, having to think twice when you're meeting people that you've never met before. And you have to think twice when, you know, if you want to put yourself out there in certain ways. And you have to work the world differently, concerned for your safety and for your own health. And a lot of it comes from... Like, you know, not having, like, you know, idols in the world. Like, because you can't... Because as a young gay black man, I never really saw someone... Had that who, figure to go to. I never saw yeah. someone personally who I could say that is someone who I relate to. Someone mm-hmm. who I personally I look that. up to. Because, you know, there are black men but that I can say I've looked up to. But I can't say there are any gay black men in my life that I can really go to for that type of you know, solidarity. And that's really sad because you're, like, really young. And I feel as though you need those people in your life to go to because... And that's definitely a disadvantage. Yes, I just know it's it's hard out here for you, brother. Mm-hmm. But you know I got you back, so, you know, I always got you. Okay, so why do you think people as a whole see being gay as a negative thing? I guess, you know, the elder generation, like, you know, mm-hmm. they really still, to this day, they still see it as a negative A lot of it comes thing. from stigma and bias and... It's sad to say that a lot of homophobia and discrimination that goes on in the world is rooted in religion. You know, like false teachings and false narratives that have been said about a group of people that aren't entirely true because there are ways that those things that some people say can be used against us. But on the other side, it's like we we are a group of people that exist in this world that have been falsely perceived and... It sucks because the people who don't know don't want to know. And that's where that ignorance comes from. And that's why homophobia is going to repeat itself until no one is afraid to educate themselves. Okay. All right. So how do you deal with the hatred of people? Like, and how do you, just in case, you know how they had the killing at the gay bar? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you handle yourself? Like, not saying you'll ever be put in that situation, but how do you handle the hatred with people that can't just accept you for you? I handle it by knowing that if I can focus my energy on their hate, I can also focus my energy on myself. Correct. Because if I'm... Because there are instances where I've... It's been unavoidable, where I couldn't really, you know, just say, I'm not going to think about it because it's not going to affect me. It does affect us in some ways. Like, whether it be somebody in your class or somebody you work with or somebody, you know, you come in contact with all the time, you can't just brush them off. Because they're in your everyday life. So you have to, on one hand, decide if you're going to stand up for yourself in a way that could put you in 
a different situation right. or you're just going to wait it out and hope that it just doesn't escalate. And that's also, that's a very scary position to be in. But me personally, I deal with it by saying they are someone who comes into this space that I've created for myself. Right. So my space is mine. What exists in my world is going to be there whether they hate me or not, regardless. Hey, okay. So if I'm going to focus on that hate, it's not going to make any difference because I can focus on it and try to educate them. But at the end of the day, it's a choice. And if they don't want to be educated and yeah, they don't want to receive that information, if they yeah. don't want to see the other side of the story, that's right. on them. That had nothing to do with me. Exactly. That had nothing to do all with me. All you can do is try and try and educate. Exactly. That's what I've been trying to do. That's all you can really do. You know, RuPaul says, what other people think of me is none of my business. And I live by that every day. Let them know. Let them know. Okay. So, as you were speaking about deeply rooted in religion, the hatred. So, in the Bible, <clears throat> it states that being a sin is gay. So, how does that make you feel? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so take for instance, when we were in my church. the it's, On New Year's Eve. My pastor spoke on a subject of how it was wrong for the men. And I, it was in some Bible story. I don't really even know how to pinpoint. But he kept just saying that it was wrong for them, wrong for them. And he kept pinpointing on that. Like, does that infuriate you? Like, and then... Okay, just elaborate on that for me. I feel like with religion, it's a, it's a give or take. Because religion is based off faith. It's like what you feel in your heart is right. what you believe. And what you see in the world guides you in your faith and how you live your life guides you in your faith right so if somebody you know listens to what people have been saying about the stigma and the stereotypes about gay people and they live their life believing that is true they're going to apply it to their religion in a way that makes it seem like the religion is supporting this ideal right and specifically talking about the bible the bible never specifically says being gay is a sin the way that it is phrased in the bible because, let me go back and say that the Bible has been translated to over a thousand languages. Yes, yeah, I agree. So, some things can be lost in translation. Yeah, misinterpreted. But in the base of what the Bible says, it basically says that a man lying with another man is, in their way, they interpreted that from saying pedophilia. Saying that some, a young man shouldn't be lying with the older man and vice versa. Oh, I never but heard that been. It was never the homosexuality itself. It was the act of pedophilia that was looked down upon in the Bible. But the way that it had been phrased and translated through different languages, it says, you know, it just got to the base of it like, oh, all homosexuality. But that's not the case at all. Because if you can find homosexuality in multiple spaces where it's not just, you know, a one-on-one basis, right. it's, it has to be more than what the Bible is saying. So, you personally, do you think that's deteriorating you from the Christian belief at all? Like, I guess just not going to the church service or stuff like that. I have to say, honestly, yes, because being gay has definitely turned me away from religion because there are certain spaces where people will look down upon me and make me feel like I'm less than. Yes. Or make me feel like I'm living my life wrong when I'm just living my own truth. So I definitely have shifted away from Religion, I can't say I'm not religious because I do believe in God and I do believe in his power and that we are all subjects of his will. But I do distance myself from that and people that primarily belong in those spaces because I 
feel like I don't have the space in my heart or in my experience to have to deal with whatever bias they have against me based off of religion. Got you. For real. I understand. Like, I wouldn't want to put myself in that space mentally. It's just... But, like, I appreciate you. Every time I ask you to come with me, you really come with me. I'm like, oh, my God. I just I have no problem with church. It's just... When they get on that type of subject, you think so? I feel like there's a lot of understanding that needs to be done in religion for it to really be all-inclusive. Because there are gay churches... Yeah. ...where people are LGBTQ and they believe in God and Jesus with their whole, like, heart. Oh, yeah. And I I salute those people because they... Because... Being a part of something that originally is supposed to be against you and supposed to look down upon you, it takes a lot of courage. So I salute all of those people that go to gay churches and belong to gay churches. But personally, for me, I can't see myself doing anything like that. But I do have a religion. I think it's all about the approach. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just the way they come at it. And it's just like the Bible says, love thy neighbor. So like... Why you tripping over if your homeboy over here is gay or if your homegirl over here is gay? Like, just let them be them. Like, and I don't like think all gay people going to hell. Like, that's we gonna get that's the story for another day. <sighs> that's the story for another day. Okay. Why do you think people always associate being a gay male with being feminine? Like, why? Did it always just go straight to feminism? Like it always goes back to that stereotype because you know, in on TV and in the media and in 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 the world as a whole, like when you see gay men, you also see the the flamboyant, limp wrist, like, yeah, always associates them with the color pink, and it just kind of it's like every gay boy is not like that. They're different. Yeah, there's levels to what somebody may feel or how they feel to express themselves. So. And also, it comes from, you know, the 80s, where it was, like, a lot of trans people and a lot of, you know, feminine people trying mm. to push the agenda where, like, we need we need relief for the AIDS crisis and we need, you know, protection in this community. And that was coming from the feminine people. So, if that is what the media is reporting and that's what the world is seeing, that's what they're going to associate with being gay. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with associating that with being gay. The problem is when you associate that with the whole gay community. And the whole gay community needs more, more time to educate people when we're always looked at in a box when in reality it's a whole spectrum. Yeah. So this is going to sound like a rhetorical question. Can there be, in fact, a gay masculine man? Like, just, you know, just, I guess, describe that to them. Because some people, like, they don't see it that way. But I see it, like, you know. Personally, I have seen gay men be all types of things. Right. Like, you know, like, gay men can be in masculine places. But to dissect that question, you really have to go into what is masculinity. Like, what is seen as masculine? Is it seen as dressing a certain way, acting a certain way, having a certain job? You know, speaking a certain way, having certain interests, like, because anything can really be defined as masculine or feminine because right. those are really constructs of what it means to, you know, be a man or be a woman of some sort. But yes, in a societal sense, there can be gay masculine men. So do you think the black community tends to base it off of that, what a man is supposed to be or what a woman's supposed to be? Definitely. Yeah. Because it comes from us not really having 
that type of relationships because you know back days in slavery black men probably weren't allowed to be gay they probably were but you know the most important thing was having that solid while slavery was going on it was important to you know lock our reins and make sure that we can actually be somebody after all this is over or like see better days while this is happening so but you know as time progressed and the aggressiveness of slavery kind of stopped we finally got our space where we can be like okay we're actually gay we don't see our lives as you know the typical heterosexual relationship we want to be more than just that oh i like how you put that like more Mm-hmm. definitely okay so for you personally what did it feel like being in the closet being in the closet was troubling i can't say it was it had its moments where i would fight with myself about what I wanted to be and who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do with my life and how I wanted to, and who I wanted to become when I was older. It was a lot of fighting with myself about what I should do, what I shouldn't do. And it was a lot of questioning myself if these are actually my motives or is this just something that is not gonna affect me in the future. Because sometimes when I was growing up, they would say that being gay is just a phase and I would think to myself like that. Oh, I yeah, I don't like when they put that stigma because you think it's going to blow away. Think, or you think mm. you can pray the gay away. So being in the closet was really a troubling experience. But in the end, it all just taught me that who I am is who I authentically am. And I can't do anything about it. Correct. I just feel as though, like, praying the gay away and all that whipping them, it's not going to... They still going to be gay. Mm-hmm. They like what they like. Like... Mm-hmm. I just don't understand it. And it's just like... Being gay is not a choice. Yeah. Me and my cousin was talking about that today. She was like, do you think they would choose this? Like, I mean, some people would, but like, do you think they would choose this hardship? Like, Mm -hmm. just leave them alone. Like, you know? And we were just like, y'all are so dope as people. Let me tell you. Like, y'all are so creative. And just like, y'all bring a lot to the table. And especially to the black community with Mm -hmm. like, the Vogue and I be seeing y'all at the Pride festivals and all that. Like, I yeah, y'all pretty dope. Okay, so can you give any advice to young black men struggling to come out? What's the best advice you think you can give them? Oh, that is a great question. Just think long. I'm going to give you like two minutes. Gather your thoughts. Because there's people out here struggling. The only thing I can really say is it gets better when you choose for it to get better. Right. I'm not saying that Okay, I just want to emphasize that it does get better because in life it can seem like where we are is where we're going to stay and how things are going the way they are going is how they're going to keep going. But that's not the case at all. There's so much light outside of what you're struggling with and who you want to be and who you want to love. Like there's so much light outside of whatever biases and internalized feelings that we have about who we are there's so much outside of being gay that it's it's almost minuscule to think maybe i'm gonna not be somebody who's worthy of life because i'm gay but there's so much life outside of being gay that it doesn't even it doesn't even matter it doesn't matter because it shouldn't matter so my advice for any gay men trying to come out of the closet or trying to understand their own sexuality is that you move at your own pace and you decide who you are 
No one else does. Okay. Nice little interview. See? Have a good insight. They, I like these moments, these podcasts, guys, because they're teachable moments for me. Like, I learn something new every time I interview with somebody. Like, and I think I know a lot already, but it ain't nothing. They be educating me. So, well, guys, this has been Moments with Mitch. Oh, I also want to give you guys my socials. So, my Instagram is savage.mitch with two H's. My Twitter is M-A-C underscore D-G-A-F 13. Don't hate on me, y'all. I didn't know when I was like 13. Um, my Snapchat is the same. M-A-C underscore D-G-A-F 13. I'll always be posting about the show. I'm going to post about the show in a minute. Once I get out of Twitter jail. Yo, you can't even say nothing on Twitter no more. <laughs> like, we that's the story for another day. But before we go and listen to the outro like we normally do, regularly do, I would like all my LGBT brothers and sisters to just absorb the the words and lyrics and to just dance and feel free. I want you guys to be unapologetically you. Don't let nobody stop you from being you. Like, you know, it's right. 2020. I feel like be you, boo who you are. No better time than now. Facts. And if you need any advice or anything, you know, I have me, we have Law, and all the other guests. Just message me about any topic. But yeah. So I'm going to play the outro. If y'all feeling it, dance with it, you know, absorb the words, though. This song I really picked for this episode for a reason. So here you guys go. This is Moments with Mitch.